Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness when in fact it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Oh, I love this so much. So um, welcome back to the podcast. You're here on the Say It Out Loud. I am talking to Shay, the goods with Shay Namari. Um, and we're talking virtually today. And I'm really excited to talk to Shay because funny enough, we were just catching up and saying like, we've never met in person. We've only seen or, or known of each other through social media. We have some mutual friends. Uh, so it's been kind of a neat connection. And I just knew she was one of my kind of people and really wanted to bring her on the podcast to chat with her, not only about like what she does in the world, um, but we're just going to have a conversation like we do here. It's sort of like a little like girlfriend fireside chat. We get to know each other a little bit and share a little of your story with uh, the people who are listening. And um, I would love to get started, Shay, by just maybe asking you to introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit about you and what you're doing in the world these days. Yeah, I mean, hi, Christine. I am Shay. And uh, I think most most people know me from owning this company called The Goods by Shay. So I'm Shay in The Goods by Shay. I um, specialize in uh, making premium interior finishes. And I'm also a self-taught graphic design. And I apply that into my brand. So I design and create patterns. um, And then I turn them into interior finishes like wallpaper, fabric, uh, lifestyle goods and home decor and accessory products. And they are so freaking fabulous. Uh, I just, I'm like, and they're so vibrant. The colors are amazing. Like, I, I mean, I, I, one of my first questions actually for you, because I don't know this really yet, is when you create designs, like do you sometimes do custom designs for people or are you creating and people just sort of like go with the design? Both. I do both, uh, probably equally. I do a lot of custom work and I do a lot of, uh, I just make the designs and people buy them. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, it's fun. It's not it's like style, as you know, it's very loud and bold and colorful and playful. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. And I love this because especially I've seen like some of the wallpaper and like your yoga mats and like some of the things in the, the bags, like the, the things that you're doing, you're really creating a voice. Number one, you're, you're offering these amazing, like, not only are you creative and artistic, but you're also saying a lot in the art that you create. I feel like, you know, using those loud colors and those loud images um, to show up differently and allowing us to express ourselves in different ways, which I think is amazing. Yeah, it's 100% my language. Like art is my language. It's my primary language. Uh, I always say, I can't tell you how how good I am. I can only show you. <laughs> I suck in interviews, but I can definitely show you how good my work is or um, how I can bring your vision to life. Mm, I love that. And I love um, the creative mind, um, especially like my sister's an interior designer and, um, or like, and run, and she does renovations and like, she'll sit and have conversations with people and take all their ideas and their dreams and the things that they talk about and what they, you know, and then she all of a sudden, boom, she'll create a plan. And they're like, oh my gosh, like this is way more than I ever even dreamed of because we can't sometimes put 
you know, when we're not creative in that way, we can't sometimes put it out there the way that we want to. And then we meet someone like you, because I, I feel like this is a very similar thing for you. It's like you probably sit and talk to clients and kind of figure out what their jive is and then create this amazingness that they had no idea they were going to get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I have a background in interior design. I went to school for that. So I guess it makes sense that I'm doing this, you know, what I'm doing right now is just maybe more of a retail side to it. But yeah, we have this ability to just visualize spaces and finishes in spaces and understanding what clients need and just providing that for them in real life. Um, so I'm lucky to be able to help people that way. And it brings me, honest to God, a lot of joy and just, it's a lot of fun. It's hardly work. Oh, me. I love this for you. And, you know, like naturally, um, you know, through the Joy Project community that I've developed and then building and through some of the work that I'm doing, like hearing someone say that they're, you know, fulfilled and, and their work brings them a lot of joy is really, it's really awesome. I love hearing that. Right. You know, so many of us go through life and we haven't yet found that thing, whether it's through work or whether it's through social or whether it's through, the, you know, our extra time doing things that really bring us joy and passion and that sort of like, you know, that fulfillment. People really seek that, but they don't really necessarily know how to put their finger on that. Yeah. So I'm curious from you, like how, how did your interior design background bring you here? Like how did that journey roll out? It's funny. I don't know if it did. Um, but prior to doing this, I worked for a general contracting company. I did not do anything creative. I was a project estimator and slash coordinator. And I, I helped estimate projects, basically. It involved a lot of numbers and reading floor plans. And it was very dry, not fun, a lot of pressure, tight timelines, and it drove me crazy, I'll be honest, because I was not able to express any creativity there. So on a whim, I had to quit because I was not happy. I was I was actually getting like ill. I was getting panic attacks. I was not in a good mindset um, or headspace. I was miserable. So I quit and I had no backup plan. But I knew I was creative and I, <laughs> I tried multiple things before this stuck. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, it, I went through a lot to figure myself out right now. And what really happened was that I, I went to Morocco for my 10th year anniversary with my husband. And that's where my inspiration came. I loved the city of Marrakesh. I loved all the tiles there. And I came home super, super inspired to make my own tiles. And I did. And that was the first company I created called The Good Tile before it transitioned over to The Goods by Shea. So I, I started out making tiles, then wallpaper, then came the home decor and that aspect of it. And then I stopped making tiles altogether and just stuck now with wallpaper and home decor. Oh my goodness. So like what, so first of all, congratulations. I love what you're doing. Um, I think your work is beautiful. I've already said that and I'll probably continue to say that for a whole call. Um, but you mentioned just in that, that, you know, you, you left your job, which I'm sure there's probably people like, oh, like taking a gasp because I did something similar when I first left, you know, my corporate world's job. Um, and you mentioned that you did several things. You didn't really know what you're going to do, but you did several or multiple things and you tried multiple things. So let's talk about that for a second, because I think what happens in the world is that like, we all look at people that are doing this thing and we go, oh my gosh, like, oh, they're so lucky. And, you know, they found what they wanted to do. And it's so easy for them. And, and, 
yes, parts of it might be easy in the love that what you're doing in the world, you, you're getting joy to the stuff that you're creating is easy for you in that sense. But getting here was probably not easy. So I would love to know from you, what are some of those like multiple things that you tried before? Yeah. Your niche? Yeah. I mean, what I mentioned earlier was to make a very long story short. <laughs> There's a lot of juicy details in the middle. Some are really bad, you know, some good stuff in there as well. But um, before I tried this, I was I tried uh, making t-shirts, really funny, sassy t-shirts. I tried my uh, luck with making cupcakes and cakes because I'm a sweet freak. Like I love sweets and sugar. <laughs> so like, maybe I'll try that. Uh, what else did I try? I tried a few things. I tried to partner up with a few people too, and it just didn't work out. And something happened after Morocco. I don't know what it is that the universe conspired with me. And um, I felt like tile making <laughs> was my calling and I did it and I loved it so much. And I felt like my background can kind of contribute to this as a business, like my, my education and in interior design, like it just, it felt right. Um, and I kept doing it. And I think I kept going because I was embarrassed to like keep starting something and not finishing. I'm like, I have to finish something. <laughs> I, so I kept going and I believed in it so much that I never stopped. And I, since then I haven't looked back. Huh, interesting. Well, you bring up something that I think probably a lot of people struggle with, especially creatives, right? Because we tend to be multi-passionate. We tend to be able to just pick up things and roll with things. And then one, one minute we're like, I love this. And the next minute we're like, I'm kind of over it. And so from the outside, like expectation, you know, the expectation of our culture is that you find the thing and you stick with it. Like that's sort of been, that's stuck around, like that's starting to change now, but that has kind of stuck with us for a really long time. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, really, I just want to first say, there is nothing to be embarrassed about in trying multiple things. I mean, I, I understand how you felt that. I understand why you felt that. And, and certainly like this cultural pressure from you know, North, this more North American so, social pressure to, you know, just figure it out already, you know? Um, but I, I, despite the fact that that's how you ended up sort of sticking and talking to yourself and sticking with what you're doing, but it really rang true for you, this passion of yours that was in you, you're really enjoying it and you're still enjoying it to this day. So how, how long have you been doing this now? Yeah, like I said, there was something special about the tile making. It just drew me in and I just couldn't stop. Like you said, we 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 like too many things as creatives. And, you know, one day we love something, the next day we're over it. This I wasn't over. I just kept doing it and I just kept getting better at it. And I just kept adding to the brand. So the wallpaper came right after the tile making. And then uh, I had like this natural progression of like getting or going towards making home decor. It just all worked together. Um and I love that part. And I just feel like I found myself doing that. Like I, I, I finally now know who I was. I finally found my passion. I, I found my calling and it didn't feel hard. It didn't feel like I had to work too, too hard to get it done. Um, so yeah, that, that's how it all happened. That's how it all came together. Mm. Well, it sounds too like you, you know, cause we hear again in a lot of it comes down to this like social pressure thing, right? The, the expectation is that, um, you know, everything has to be really hard. And in order to, 
get something that's worthwhile, we have to work really hard for it. Right. And so I love how you were just talking about, you know, I'm like, cause I'm always encouraging people to like lean into more flow and, and follow what feels better for you. Don't just do things because other people are doing them or because, you know, somebody else has proven that that, that works and going, Oh, that works for them. That's going to work for me. That's generally not the case. Right. And often when we find ourselves really hitting walls a lot, it means that there's something in that that's really not for us, right? It's like we're 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 trying to attach ourselves to something that isn't really meant for us. And when it's when we're when we're having ease and flow and it comes more easily, it actually is because we're using the gifts that we were given, right? Like we're using what we can tap into more easily, and it should be like easy. I'm using air quotes. Yeah, I mean easy. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy, but it didn't feel it didn't feel hard. Like there was a lot of work to be done to stand up a company and to stand up a brand. There are no shortcuts. There's, there's a lot of work involved and you know that. Um, But it didn't, it it didn't feel like work. It's just, there were steps I had to do. There were things I had to do in order to get this done. And I just did it. And I, I was happy doing. So I guess I just found my happiness. It didn't feel like work or chores or anything. It just felt right. So I didn't have a hard time doing all the work. Yeah. Well, and the thing is like, and like you say, I mean, I think that it's the, it's the thing that you're doing is in flow and comes easily to you. It doesn't mean that the work itself isn't going to be hard. Like you say, building the business, putting in the framework, you know, like getting out there social, getting your brand out there, all those things. Sure. It's, it is hard work to do that, Mm -hmm. but the, the thing that we're doing, you know, isn't the hard part. Yes. The pieces that come together. And when we get to a point where the business is sort of like, we've done some of that really hard work, we can also then bring in people to support us in doing some of the things that maybe don't come so easily to us. Right. Exactly. Um, When I had people work working for me in the past, they were doing the things that I wasn't good at, (laughs) like all the administrative work. I'm not, I'm a creative. I I suck at administrative work. I suck at creating Excel sheets and figuring out budgets and stuff. So I had people helping me with that and God, did I ever need the help? Um, So that helps in in expanding the business and growing it. Um, So yeah, (laughs) I do my part and I bring in others to help me do the part that's necessary for the brand to grow. I love that. And honestly, like what a way to like, just allow yourself to flourish in what you're really good at and be able to focus on the things that bring you joy. And there are people that actually get joy out of creating Excel documents. hundred like, yeah, percent. I have a friend who loves that, who loves the Excel sheets. I'm like, I, I need you because I can't stand Excel sheets. <laughs> so each their own. Yeah, you and I both. And I, you know, it's funny because like again, I think we we have this some this idea that we have to be all the things and and mm. we don't have to be great at all the things, right? Like, and because we all like imagine a world where we all did all the things, like it's kind of boring. Like when we can work together, which I think we're really built to work in community, right? I really think we're really built to connect and support each other. And when we can do that in business, for example, with you, it's like you're bringing in all these different skills. And everyone gets to be in their happy place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how how amazing is that? Like that's yeah. that's that's you all it. have unique skills that make the world run. Like you we can't we can't do all the things, like you say. 
uh, I'm good at this, you're good at that. Together, collaboratively, collaboratively, we can make the world a great place. Yes. That's wow. how I feel. I love that. I but love that. you know what? I didn't start by hiring people right away. Like, obviously, when you start out, you're not you're not up there yet. You, you, you're not successful yet or enough. You don't bring in enough money to hire people right away. So I had to do all that work myself and I hated it, but man, did it make me like a, you know, a better person, a better business owner. Um, you have to do all the work yourself first. And then when you start to get the money in, then you start to hire people to do the work that you yeah. you're not very good at. Well, I think it also helps with that. Like you appreciate what you're what you're contributing to even more when you understand all the parts of it. And then yeah. you appreciate even more the people that are supporting you in it. Mm-hmm. because You know how hard that work is for you. And you're like, Oh, I'm so grateful that I have this person who can come in and take this part. Yeah, exactly. Cause for instance, like now I have to, uh, I don't have staff anymore. I don't have people helping me anymore because the economy is not, has not been very kind. Like since the pandemic, things have changed drastically. So now I'm kind of back on my own just for now. And I have to do all the work myself just to not overspend, you know? So I have, I had to learn those skills. I had to learn all the hard work, even the work that I didn't like, because if I was to go off on my own again, like I am now, I'm still able to run my business. Yeah. Well, and you know, you brought up something really big. And I think that, um, you know, those that aren't either in business or, or certainly don't run business or a small business owner, maybe don't realize that the impacts of that <laughs> three years of our lives are still happening. Right. And, and it's a big drastic shift. So like, um, you know, talk to me about like how that has impacted your business, like going yeah. through- pandemic and then coming out the other side, like, yeah, talk to me about that. Um, actually in the beginning of the pandemic. So I started in 2018, I have to say that. And then, so I, I went 2018, 2019, and then the pandemic hit 2020, 2020 and 2021 were great years for my business. Like everybody stayed home. Everybody wanted to redecorate everybody <laughs> like new office space. Uh, Cause everybody was working from home. Um, people were staying home because of the lockdown. So they were renovating more. So that was great for me. But then 2022 came about and everybody was out. Everybody was out of town. Everybody wanted to, to travel because now you, you we were able to travel. Right. So my business took a hit. Um, I experienced like 50% like less sales in 2022 than I did previous year. So it it impacted me drastically. There's a massive shift and a shock. Like I was shocked. All of 2022, I think I was in shock. I was like, what is happening? I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't doing very well. I, I contemplated completely like quitting and stopping. Um but I, I didn't stop. First of all, I love what I do beyond words. And I couldn't stop. I didn't see myself doing anything else. And I'll be honest, the support of the community and especially the women in our community was tremendous in keeping me going. I have a lot of returned customers and clients and um, their support and their continuous um, efforts to show up is what helped me keep going. So I'm forever grateful for that community that I built and created and became a part of because it ended up supporting me and getting me to where I am now. Mm. Yeah. So, so on like a, like a more, like maybe a deeper personal level, like how, how have you been there to support your 